Hello and welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Nania and Brian Nebel. And it is time for the NFL playoffs. The regular season is underway. Ended in great disappointment for the New York Jets, but the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles did take care of business and wrap up the number one seed as Finally. they were hoping to. So Eagles sitting pretty in the NFC. They're going to have the week off. The Jets will also have the week off, but it will be the first of many for them they'll, this offseason. They'll have a couple um, of weeks off. Yeah, but that is not to say it's been an uneventful week for the Jets. In fact, they've had one of the most eventful weeks in the league. Mike LaFleur is out of here. They fired a couple of assistants in addition to him. Um, one of their top quarterback targets, Derek Carr. He's officially Carr. on the way out of Vegas, yep. um, per his own words. So a lot of big stuff happening for the Jets right now. And it seems like they're starting to gear up for hopefully a, a very aggressive push into next season. So um, how would you feel about that Eagles win to close out the season? And what are your overall thoughts as we head into the playoffs here? Uh, it wasn't anything crazy, you know. Uh, Jalen Hurts did get the start as uh, I expected. I needed a massive win. Um, and it seemed like the game plan wasn't really anything too crazy. They were, he was definitely still, you could tell he was a little still injured um, from a couple weeks out. Um, so it was kind of just an easy get back to the rhythm kind of game for Jalen Hurts. He did make a couple of nice throws, a couple of deep passes. Uh, some uh, records were broken for the Eagles, though, in that one. A.J. Brown, the highest receiving yards in Eagles history. Uh, and Devontae Smith, the most catches for a receiver uh, in a season in Eagles history. They did not break the all-time sack record. That would have been a nice one to get. But uh, Davis Webb was actually pretty mobile in that pocket for New York. Showed off some nice wheels, so they weren't able to get him too often. Um but a little bit closer of a win for the Eagles than you would have wanted against the Giants. Uh, the all-world beater, number one receiver in history, Kenny Galladay, made his yeah. presence known <laughs> for the Giants. He made a, a terrific, a terrific actually, one-handed catch on Darius Slay, who was right there in coverage. Just a better offense, beat great defense in this one. Nothing you could really do about it, just a great catch. Um but it, it wasn't the best performance for the Eagles. But like I said, their game plan wasn't anything too crazy. Um, I think other than, you know, maybe like a dominant win, something that you would have wanted to see is just no injuries and just stay healthy and keep getting healthier. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson came back. He was flying all over the field. Robert Quinn had, um, I think, like 18 snaps in that game. Um, so the Eagles are getting healthy, didn't have any new injuries. Um, and hopefully Lane Johnson, Josh Sweat, and maybe Avante Maddox will be back um, for their divisional round playoff game coming up. But the Eagles finally locked at the one seed. I'm not on here yelling and shouting and screaming and kicking my feet and throwing a tantrum. They finally, they finally did it. So, yeah, And what did you think of Hurts in his return? Um, I know, at least from the little bit I watched, you know, it didn't seem like he was 100% um, looking the way he usually does athletically. It didn't seem like the Eagles called as many runs for him as they usually do. So what would you think of his first game back? Yeah. Does he still have a little bit of a way to go? No, um, I think he showed that he could, you know, if if for some reason, you know, they had to play this Sunday, Saturday, anything, um, and they needed him to play 
a full game plan. Um, he could definitely make some of the throws, but definitely they they toned it down for him. Um, and yeah, he was definitely not running as often, but I think that would change in the playoffs. You know, he will use all of his tools to his advantage. Um, it, it's awful because the Eagles had a touchdown that was wiped off the board due to an illegal man downfield. I actually didn't see the play. I was no home at that time. So I couldn't tell if he, uh, it was Lane Dickerson actually was too far down the field. It was a touchdown. Devontae Smith got wiped off. The very next play, Jalen Hurts threw an interception in the red zone. So didn't see it myself, um, but there were a couple of passes where it seemed like he just threw to too many, um, where, where too many defenders were in the area. Um, I think I just you chalked that up to rust and not being out there in a couple of weeks. So it was good reps to get, um, and hopefully he could practice in full next week and be up for the other uh, playoff game. Like, Against either was it the Bucks, Giants, or uh, what is it, Seattle? Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I guess that's Seattle. why getting that bye was so huge for them because now you get that extra week for him to heal up and get to hundred percent by the time I that Cowboys game not comes. Bucks. Yeah, so whoever it is, I think the Eagles should be in good shape by then. You know, it wasn't the greatest finish to the season, like you said. I think playing at home against a Giants team playing their backups. You probably wanted to see more, but they got the win. That's all that matters. And their quarterback is going to get back to 100% by the time they get out there uh, the next time. So let's talk some Jets a little bit here. A lot going on in Jets land. It looks like uh, Mike LaFleur, the Jets have parted ways, as they worded it, with him. Not fired, parted ways. Um, Robert Sala explained today that he had other opportunities, or LaFleur had other opportunities they discussed it with him. They decided to let him go. Um, offensive line coaches out. Miles Austin, their wide receivers coach, he's getting suspended for a gambling violation. So that's another Eagles thing. legend. Eagles legend, yeah. Miles Austin. <laughs> you could, <laughs> um, you could, uh, yeah, yeah. So pl- a lot of moves to make. Calvin Ridley got out for the entire year. So. Yeah, and the Jaguars won the division. So I mean. Jets couldn't have the same luck with the, a player in their team gambling, but uh, Jaguars were able to do it. So. Gambling. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Jets now. It looks like potentially not only will they be changing the offensive coordinator, but it seems like they're open to maybe bringing in a new scheme and not necessarily sticking with the you know San Francisco mm-hmm. offense and the outside zone and all that stuff that LaFleur brought in. It does seem like they're going to look for outside candidates who don't necessarily come from that same coaching tree. So could be seeing a very different Jets offense. Obviously will most likely be with a different quarterback. So maybe that's mm-hmm. Derek Carr who just announced he's going to leave the Raiders today. Yep. Officially looks like the Raiders are going to try to trade him before that deadline a few days after the Super Bowl when his contract becomes guaranteed. So for me, I'm definitely hoping to see that car trade happen. Uh, I think it would be, a good way for the Jets to stabilize things, just get that competent, solid quarterback play that they need to just compliment this. It's been a long while. I mean, you trade for Derek Carr, he's immediately the best quarterback that I've ever watched with the Jets. Uh So, I mean, you get him, compliment a very good defense, uh, a run game that should be very good if you can get back healthy Brees Hall, 
yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker next year. And this this team can do some things. It's it's not a team that needs the greatest quarterback play to potentially be a competitive playoff team. And then beyond that, once you do get a quarterback like Carr who could hopefully hold it down for a few years, while you have him, you could draft a young guy, develop him patiently, and finally, you know, give a quarterback the development he needs rather than mm-hmm. throw him in immediately. So uh, I'm a big fan of the car idea. I say whatever you got to do to trade for him to beat out other teams before he gets released, I would do it. Maybe that's just a mid-round pick, like fifth, fourth, third round pick, something like that. Because there is a chance the Raiders just take whatever they can get before yeah. he gets released. And then there's also a chance that maybe it's competitive and a lot of teams want him. And you do have to trade, uh, uh, you know, a little pay a big more. package. But um, I feel like I would still do it if you needed to trade this year's first round pick um beyond that if you start adding in beyond one first rounder maybe that's a little too much but uh-huh. uh 13th pick is where the jets landed i would trade that straight up to get a car um i just i just think it's that important for this team to get a quarterback like him uh, at yeah. this stage so they i got so i got a question for you if yeah. you were to have to choose between Derek Carr or say Lamar Jackson hits free agency, yeah, who would you rather have on the Jets? Yeah, that's an interesting one. So I guess are we saying Carr is a free agent also? So kind of make it even there. Or yeah, you Carr... could. Either, both of them are available if you had to pick one. Yeah, I think it's tough because I mean, best case scenario, I think Lamar Jackson is clearly has the higher ceiling. I mean, the guy was an MVP a few years ago, yeah. but. Also, think the durability pushes me towards Carr because Carr has been very durable, and Jackson. Now we're seeing uh, that toll of being a running quarterback kind of adding up a little bit over the past two seasons now. Uh, so that's a little worrisome. He also will probably be more expensive than Carr would be if they were yeah. both available. Um, and then in terms of like building your offense around Jackson, I feel like it would take a lot to kind of restructure and mold the perfect offense to complement what he does whereas with Carr, it's maybe a little bit more um a little easier to just insert him onto your team so it, it's tough i mean jackson is more exciting higher ceiling i think Carr is a little bit safer uh i'm leaning Carr just because i think this team needs that floor that reliability more so than they yeah. need the ceiling so i think i'd go Carr, but like if the jets could get lamar jackson i mean <laughs> but... i would I'd, my head would explode. I'd just be flipping out. <laughs> it's it's not a bad consolation prize if you need to. <laughs> you go option B with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, I would probably go Carr. But I mean, Jackson is a very exciting player. I think I'm more optimistic about his passing than a lot of people are. I think if you got if you went to a team that had better wide receiver talent in a scheme that allowed him to pass the ball a little bit more, I think you, you could unlock him and see better passing production than we've seen. And it could protect him a little bit better because obviously he's been running the ball a lot for the Ravens. So I do believe in his potential, but I think really the thing that tilts it for me is the durability because the Jets, it seems like it doesn't even seem like so it's, it's a pack that it's a every year. Door. Yeah. It's a revolving door and, Guys can't stay healthy is the big thing. At least three games a year, the Jets starting quarterback misses. So to have a guy like Carr who you can rely on for 17 games is a big plus. And I think that's what pushes me there. But this is very close. Jackson, obviously, extremely talented. So I would love that. 
as well. But realistically, I guess, I think you're looking at a Jackson trade having to be a huge package because it's probably going to get franchise tagged and the Ravens are going to have control of that. So you're going to need to give up a lot to get him in addition to whatever contract he wants. Whereas with Carr, like we just said, you know, maybe you just toss over one pick to the Raiders and they'll settle for that rather than, than letting him go for nothing. So realistically, I think considering the trade package, that definitely leans me to Carr. Yeah. But, uh, all things being equal, it's it's close. It, Jackson is really enticing. Um, I mean, are we sure either of these guys are better than Gardner Minshew, though? That's the big question. Because, I mean, <laughs> Minshew and free agency, like, why don't you just go for him when you got this legend out there? I mean, his production speaks for itself. Mustache can lead you to places. His mustache can do some the unthinkable things. The mullet and all that. Just being in the presence of it will galvanize so, the entire team. Just ask, yeah, just ask the Jaguars and their five speed. one and seven record in twenty twenty. I mean, he did win every single game for the Jaguars in twenty twenty. They're winless without him. So he has that going for him. He does. He wins. He wins games. Well, obviously, the big games news have definitely NFL, been won um, with Minju. Yeah, he he'll get the job done there. Um, but the big news in football, um, I'll go aside the playoff picture right here, uh, really quick. Damar Hamlin actually got uh, released from the hospital just nine days after suffering cardiac arrest on the field. So that is terrific news for. Him and just yeah. not even the NFL world, but I think the whole world was invested yeah. in it for a little bit. Um, so that's amazing news. It looks like he'll be making a full recovery. Um, how quickly, I don't know, but he's just okay is the uh, the main big news, and that's awesome to see. Yeah, no, it's been really awesome to see the, the, the recovery from then, him because, I mean, just like we started at this low point where <clears throat> you're on national TV and, uh, you know, you never know what no one knew what was going to happen everyone feared the worst and now yeah. we're just over a week past that at this point uh, and he's, 10, he's 10 days ago right he's back. he's already home so it's very very inspiring to see and it's you know heartwarming uh, it's really great and obviously the bills i mean they came out in the first game after that they return a kickoff touchdown on the opening kickoff return another yeah, one later they uh, that been insane yeah. if they had three that would have <laughs> Would have been insane. Uh, yeah, that would have been wild. But uh, they did pull off that emotional win, and now they're going to host a playoff game, uh, essentially a bye week against the Dolphins this week in the wild card. <laughs> uh, I think they're 12.5-point favorites I saw most recently, which for a playoff game at any stage is pretty that wild to see. Um, but, but yeah, definitely very cool to see the recovery that DeMar Hamlin has had. And it's uh, regardless of football or anything, it's just good to – see that he's doing uh, so remarkably well beyond what I think anyone could have expected. So it's very yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Um, and now, now the big news, the NFL, the regular season's over, and we finally move on to the playoffs, the most exciting time in the football season where games are being played. What are you looking for? Do you got a matchup on your eye here for these Saturday through Monday slates or a game that intrigues your eye the most or yeah, how are you I, going about this? I really like this Chargers Jaguars game. I think that's an 
I think whoever that's wins, what I was gonna say. Yeah, this game I, is really interesting. I think whoever wins this game is a very sneaky candidate to pull off an upset in the next round and um put a you know foil this potential Chiefs Bills AFC championship in Atlanta. I think Atlanta, uh, yeah. yeah, whoever wins that game, you're looking at either a very hot Chargers team that um they went in on a three game winning streak. I think uh, for the last five, they won the last game. They didn't really try. So that doesn't count. So basically four game win streak. Um, they go into Jacksonville. Herbert's playing well. This team's getting healthier um, Then a Jaguars team that, you know, latter half of the season, they were red hot too. They won five in a row. They already yep. essentially won a playoff game last week. So they have already right. been in that mode of where it's playoff football. So they're ready. They're oh, going to be at home. That. Trevor Lawrence has been, cooking in the second half of the season and if that Jaguars team wins I mean I could I could absolutely see them going into Kansas City or uh, or Buffalo wherever they end up and uh pulling off that upset so similar to how they did you know back in 2017 um when they had the Saxonville team they beat the Bills at home the wild card then upset the Steelers a very good Steelers team in that second round and I can see them doing that this year and they have much better quarterback play than they had uh, with the boat Blake Bortles back in 2017. So uh, I, this is a threatening Jaguars team. No, they they're young, they're hungry, and they're playing good football. They got an experienced head coach, and Trevor Lawrence seems to be hitting a stride well right now. Uh, you got Travis Etienne, and the the one thing about for the Chargers, I believe it seems the ever injured Mike Williams got hurt again in their last game of the season. Don't really know why he played. Um, but now he's injured. Don't know if he'll go this game, but that's a potentially big big factor for the Chargers and the Jaguars is, say, if Mike Williams is either 50% or he can't go at all, you lose one of the better receivers in the league in that huge game. Yeah, and then a few other wild card games are looking – very intriguing to me. I, I mean, some of these, let's be honest, I think, like we mentioned, the Bills and Dolphins. I mean, if the Dolphins pull it off, like, respect to them. It's probably the greatest upset in playoff history. But, I mean, yeah. Skylar Thompson, a lot of other guys out. They, I mean, they beat the Jets and, it, and Joe Flacco in a gross barn burn. Sticky Jets. <laughs> in Miami. So it was 11 that, to 6. That's, that's, not, that's not really a win. They're essentially still on a losing streak. Someone had to win that game. Um, Wait, so Jets outside, still haven't scored a touchdown? How many weeks has this been? Three, three weeks in a row to close the season. Oh no my. touchdowns. <laughs> that is... <laughs> well, that explains Michael Floor being gone, I guess. <laughs> I totally forgot. Uh, even Six worse. Points. So oh the last, time, last game they scored was Detroit. They had two touchdowns. Both of those were C.J. Uzama. Um, against the Bills, they had one touchdown. That was on the night. So a Jets wide receiver has not scored a touchdown since the Vikings game in Week 13. So I was thinking Garrett Wilson. Uh, actually, I don't think he scored in that one. No, yeah. that was Mike White had a rushing touchdown in that. So it was actually Week 12 against the Bears, the last time a wide receiver scored for the Jets. So that will lose you a job as an offensive coordinator. For sure. Even even if a lot of that was on quarterback play, um, it's hard to defend those type of results. But nonetheless, no. Jets are on the couch. We're talking about the worthy teams here. 
Um, yeah, another another game that's similar, yeah. I guess, to the Bills Dolphins is probably Bengals Ravens. Yeah, because it seems like Lamar Jackson is probably not going to be able to go in this one, and not even Tyler Huntley either. It's going to be uh, what's his name, Anthony Brown, I believe. Yeah, that one is does not. I don't know. The, do you uh, think between Miami and Baltimore, who do you think is a better chance of getting the shocking upset? Uh, probably the Ravens. I just think. Yeah. God, I don't know who keeps it closer. I guess is the question. Uh, maybe the Ravens. They it seems they've been playing somewhat close games lately, um, but the Dolphins do have a very solid defense. But I yeah. think the Bills are hungry and ready to get revenge in this playoff. Uh, but I, you know, the Dolphins, especially Skylar Thompson, doesn't look <laughs> very good at all. Um, so I guess the Ravens, I guess, have a better shot. But both these games should probably be double-digit blowout wins. Yeah, agreed. And NFC, though, I think it's a lot more interesting. Uh, even the 2-7 matchup. And look, I think San Francisco should win, but Seattle is a seven-seeded team. I would say between the... Uh, cause this, is, this is the second year we've had that format. I would say between the four seven seeds we've gotten over these two seasons, this Seattle team is probably the most intriguing one to me. And notice, maybe this is a little hindsight because yeah. the Eagles got blown out last year. But I do like the way the Seahawks team looks going in. You know, they're not the most complete team. They're not great defensively. But um, Geno Smith has had a, had a great season. They've got a lot of weapons on offense, a solid O-line. So it's a division game. Against the yeah, division games, you never never know. So I, I'm interested to see the Seahawks can make a push there. Then you got a Giants Vikings rematch. They had a close game a few weeks ago. Close one. Um, these are two teams who I think um, are two teams that know how to win close games, know how to overachieve. That's what they've both done this season, and now one of them is going to be moving on into the divisional round. So Yeah, you got to watch out for the emerging Kenny Galladay, who seems to just... Yeah, young, up-and-coming receiver for the Giants <laughs> on a very cheap Go. contract, trying to play his way into a roster spot. He's he's hungry. He, he's, he wants very, very a hungry contract player. extension. Wants to prove himself. <laughs> but so, uh, this yeah. Monday night game is intriguing because yeah. this, this is not a Buccaneers team that you want to sleep on. Yeah, I mean, this one... I, was, and I think this I guess, is probably the toughest game that the Cowboys could have gotten out of any one. Right, yeah. Like, I was running through this bracket trying to make some picks. I feel mostly good about the majority of these games, who I think is going to win. But this one is, is tough because, I mean, the Cowboys are clearly a better team. They won four more games. Just on paper, it's a better team. But, you know, you're playing on the road in the playoffs against Tom Brady. That's never a gimme, however you slice it. Uh, and the Cowboys haven't played their greatest football recently. Obviously, a huge win against the Eagles, but they didn't destroy the Titans who were resting. They got blown out by the Commanders. Prior to that, they lost to the Jaguars, and they barely beat the Texans. So outside that Eagles game, which was against Gardner Minshew, these last five games didn't even the Cowboys, came down to the wire. Yeah, that one came down to the wire, and um, pick six was a big difference in that one, so... Um, these last five games have not been great for the Cowboys, and the Bucks haven't played great recently either. But again, Tom Brady just finds ways to get it done in the playoffs. So this very much feels time. like a game. The as much as I want to pick the Cowboys because 
they are clearly the better team. It feels like a game the Bucks are going to win. Yeah, it's it's no. This is the worst I think draw that the Cowboys could have gotten in the first round, especially you know you go on the road after having a successful regular season, and you got to go on the road against the best quarterback of all time, and their Bucks are still getting healthy too, so it's not like. You're missing all these guys. They're getting healthy. They're coming back at home. They're going to want to have a big playoff win. And Dak Prescott has not been playing well at all recently. And there's it's a good secondary out there. They got great linebackers, a great D line. It's a terrific defense in general. And the Cowboys' offense looked atrocious against a very good Commanders' defense. I think they had like nine three and outs, and that's that's not the momentum that you want no. going into the playoffs. Yeah, and just the Bucks. Like, I feel like if they could have drawn the Panthers or the Saints or one of those other teams sneak into that spot, then I think you feel pretty good about the Cowboys getting it done. But it's just the Brady factor because, again, like, Bucks haven't had the greatest season. They're eight and nine. They're, they have not run the ball this year. It's been a huge issue. And defensively, they're solid, but it's not quite what it was last year. But when you have Brady on your side and, he can still play. He's shown it this year. Uh, despite the numbers being down, he's had so many clutch drives. He's made big throws when he's needed to make them. And that could be trouble for the Cowboys, who are kind of doing the opposite, because despite their talent, it feels like all they do is turn the ball over at the wrong times, um, while yeah. Brady's still taking good care of the ball and been clutch when he needs to be clutch. So I'm leading Bucks in this game. That's what my hunch is telling me, despite the Cowboys... <laughs> Being better. Not that I want to see Brady win, but not that I want to see the Cowboys win either. They kind of got a good battle of Let's end villains. It in the tie. Yeah. <laughs> Kick them both out. Uh, I, guess, Giants, uh, I guess here. Vikings we... is also tough uh, if you want to quickly get yeah. into that one. Because I th- yeah. other than that, I feel pretty good about the um, uh, Jaguars Chargers is tough as well. But this one, I would say, is the next toughest after the Cowboys and Bucks mm-hmm. to pick. Um, I like the Giants' chances here. They played the Vikings well a few weeks ago. feels like the Vikings are way overdue to finally lose a close game at some point. Um, I kind of like the Giants, but... Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, we could, do some, we could do some game picks here for, yeah. for every game coming up. So you're taking, yeah, you're taking the Bucks over the Cowboys? I'll take the Bucks. I think... I think I'm also going to take the Bucks, not because I just hate the Cowboys with the burning passion. <laughs> I just... Uh, I just think uh, the Cowboys are playing bad football right now, and they got to go on the road against Tom Brady. Um, not a good matchup for them to draw. Uh, I just, I think Tom Brady, you know, he always finds a way to make it interesting. I'm also going to take the Buccaneers in this one. Uh, we can move on to the Giants Vikings game. You can go first with what you think the game's going to go. Ah. Uh, I- Man, this is a really hard one. I'm I'm gonna stick with the Vikings. I think they're gonna pull it off. Um, I like the Giants. They have a solid core, but I think the talent of the Vikings is just gonna be too much in this one. Uh, with their skill position talent, then I think defensively they're gonna make enough plays in big spots to uh to hold them off. But this should be another close game because neither of these teams um uh, tend to get blown out that often. Feels like they're always in close games. So I I like the Vikings at home here, but not I'm not 
totally convinced about it. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm going to go with the Giants in this one. Um, like you've been saying, the Vikings are due for at least not even a loss, just a close game loss. Um, I think the big thing um, for this one for the Giants, we've talked about a lot of times on this on these episodes, is slowing down Justin Jefferson, which the Giants don't have anyone uh, outside on the boundary that will do that. But you know, maybe maybe some some corner will step up, makes a big place in the playoffs. But I don't know. I I need an upset here in these playoffs, and I think this is the closest game that could go either way. Um, and the Vikings just they're due for something. It's it's not one p.m. Kirk, but it's not prime time Kirk at the same time. But it it probably leans more to prime time Kirk. Um, I think the Giants just make enough. I think Daniel Jones protects the ball. I think. Kirk Cousins probably turns it over once, uh, but I think Daniel Jones will have a solid game. The Giants keep him in. You feed Saquon Barkley. I think the Giants uh, escape this one with a, a close win. I think I'm going to change. I'm going to go Giants. <laughs> Started with Giants and Vikings <laughs> back to Giants. I, I just I can just totally picture it. Just the Vikings at home, all those people in their purple shirts doing the skull thing. And then they go home sad, watching their sickening, broad thirteen win team losing the first round. <laughs> I could just see it yeah. now. So I'm gonna sw- I'm switching to Giants. Yeah, something like that would be perhaps the full way. So I'll I'll go Giants. Actually, I'm gonna switch it. So we're Bucks. We're both on Bucks. Both on the Giants. Um, which one of those teams? Uh, it's not going to be the Bucks, but it could be either the Cowboys, Giants. The Seahawks could come into Philly, possibly the Giants, depending on how things go. Uh, go cha- uh, Chargers, Jaguars. How do you how do you like this one? I'm I'm gonna go Chargers here. This will be my upset pick, I guess. Um, even though this is a very evenly matched game, uh, I like Justin Herbert in his playoff debut, going on the road and having a statement game against the younger Trevor Lawrence. And you know, this is a Chargers team that does have. Some experience too. I think they have a lot of good veteran guys on there who have been in these spots before. So uh, I like the Chargers, but this should be a very, I expect this to be a very entertaining, higher scoring game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'll take the Chargers. It seems that they're getting healthy um, now at the right time. Um, you know, still on Mike Williams, will play or not. Um, but they just activated the practice window for Rashawn Slater. So maybe he can go. Um, Zoe Bosa has just come back. Um, I think the Chargers have a little more talent, and I think the Jaguars are maybe a year or two away from really becoming um, a threat in that conference. Uh, yeah, Herb, it's two playoff debuts, you know, Herbert and Lawrence. Uh, I just think uh, the Chargers have a little more talent in this one, but it's going to, I'm feeling kind of a low scoring game. Uh, okay. A little defensive battle here, a little bit. Um, but in the end, I think Herbert makes enough plays uh, to put the Jag- uh, put the Chargers on top of the Jaguars. All right, so I guess the other two AFC games, not a whole lot to discuss there. Maybe it'd be more interesting to go off the <laughs> point spread. Let's look up the point spreads for these games. Because um, I think we're both taking the Bengals and the Bills here. So point spreads, let's yes. see what we got here. 
the Bills minus 13 and the Bengals minus eight and a half. So what do you think about those two? Gosh. Um, you know, I'm just going to say they both clear them. <laughs> uh, I think the Bills will dominate that game. I don't think the, the Dolphins will put up many points, uh, maybe not more than a couple field goals. And the Bills' electric offense will definitely put up more than single-digit points. So I think I think you could take the minus 13. Uh, the, the, I think the Bills got it by that, and I think the Bengals will also win by more than 8.5. Uh, the Ravens have had – the offense has looked atrocious when Lamar Jackson has not played. Bengals may be the best offense in football. They're one of the hottest teams in football. So I think they win that game by double digits. Yeah, I agree. I think I am going to take both of these to be covered. The, the Bengals one, if it were a little bit higher, maybe I would have went Ravens just because the Ravens do have a good defense. They play off experience, well coached. It's a gritty division game. Feels like mm-hmm. might be cold, but a eight and a half. I think Bengals have to go over that against, you know, not only Jackson being out, but Huntley as well. That seems a little low. And then the Bills, I think that one's that's got to be at least a three-score game. I just have a hard time seeing the Dolphins find a way to keep that close. So yeah. we'll take both of those. Um, I guess we might as well do that for the Niners-Seahawks game as well because I think we'll both take the Niners. But uh, it's right now nine and a half in San Francisco's Ooh. favor. So how about that one? That's a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, the, the 49ers have... Uh, insanely terrific defense, and Geno Smith's been cooling down here as of late. Nine and a half. God, I think I think it's right there at that line. Like the Niners could win by ten. Um, I, I'd probably take the uh, the Seahawks, the plus nine and a half. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it'll probably maybe like a one score game, like a little seven points or six points. So I think. Seahawks plus nine and a half is probably the best bet in that one. I agree. I would take the Seahawks here. Um, just looking at their schedule, they most of the games they've lost are close games. So it doesn't seem like they're likely to get blown out. Even they played the Seahawks uh, a few weeks ago. It was 21 to 13. So right on that, that line there. Uh, they did when they played in San Francisco in week two. They lost 27 to seven. But I think the Seahawks have improved since that start of the season. Yeah. So um, I like this. I like this to be a competitive game by the Seahawks. Um, is there any we didn't get to yet? Uh, I think yeah. that's all of them. Run, run over all of them. So we both, I, I guess we're taking this. We're both taking the same teams in this one. Yeah, we got the same. I was going to go different with the Vikings, but I, I have to go Giants. That, that's just I what think, I'm being pushed towards. Yeah, I think the one that's, that I'm close on is maybe the Jaguars, but I just it just seems like they're just, a little bit away, just just a t- yeah, not quite there. Bad bit away. I think the Chargers a little bit better. Yeah, so we're both on the same teams here for every game, um, and then divisional round. That's when uh, my stress levels rise up for the Eagles. This week, you know, I'm on a bye week. This week doesn't matter for me. Uh, besides seeing the Cowboys lose, um, and maybe the Vikings. I don't know. The Vi- I hate the Vikings too. <laughs> So I guess we can move on to our next round then, kind of fill out this bracket. So we would have Eagles and the Giants and the 49ers. Eagles, Eagles, Giants. uh, The Bucks. 
on the NFC side. So um, let's do those NFC picks. Eagles, Giants. Right. And then we'd have Casey. Eagles. Yeah, AFC would be a. Yeah, we can't jump the gun yet. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want the Jets curse. I can't. Okay. Can't go too early. You know what happens when you All right, so the gun. I'll I'll just do my bracket <laughs> then. You could be, or you could stick with the AFC side if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do the AFC. All right, I'll do the NFC. You do the AFC. So it'd be what be. Okay, so, so AFC, Chiefs, we would have what, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chargers, the, uh, Chargers, and then Bills, Bills, Bengals, Bills, Bengals. So uh, just a quick, you know, we'll obviously dive more into it next week when we get the games. Uh, just maybe like a quick prediction now. Um, Chiefs, Chargers, uh, they always play close. Chargers could upset it, but Chiefs probably better team than Bills, Bengals. Give me the Bengals in that one. All right. Nice upset. Um, so with my NFC picks, I'll go running out of time here quickly. Uh, give me the Eagles. Give me the Niners. NFC Championship. Give me the Eagles. Who do you got? Oh, he's, going the whole, he's going to the whole entire playoffs already. Uh, who who you have for your championship? Bengals. 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 All right, we got to flip a coin here or something. Rock paper scissors game. for the win. I'm the Eagles. Rock paper scissors. At... Rock paper scissors. Right. Eagles, Eagles win. win. All right, let's go. Is is scissors and paper? All right, Eagles win the Super Bowl. There's your prediction. Talk to you guys next time.